following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Welcome back to Recurrent Events, current events for Retro Minds. It's Jason here. Thank you for tuning in for yet another week of news headlines for the nostalgia-minded. Remember, you can subscribe in three different ways so you don't miss the latest episode every Tuesday. First... You can just search for Recurrent Events in your favorite podcast listening app and subscribe to the show directly. You can also listen to the podcast by subscribing to the Retro Network podcast channel, which has all the latest podcasts under the Retro Network umbrella. Or listen and watch on the Retro Network YouTube channel, which features regular episodes and my as-seen-on-recurrent-events reviews. But no matter how you consume it, I truly appreciate you being here. Coming up in this week's headlines, Hasbro is adapting yet another board game, however not into a movie, but a animated series. The Godzilla vs. Kong director is being tasked with a reboot for a 1997 action film. The 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees are here, and we'll take you through the nominees. Another 80s properties coming to Fortnite. And just when you think everything has been made into a Monopoly game, well, we've got one more new one to tell you about based on an 80s property. That is all coming up in this week's Recurrent Events. Let's get to it. Leading off this week's Recurrent Events, we're starting with streaming news, and Paramount Plus is bringing back MTV's The Real World. Not necessarily a reboot, mind you, but... A Homecoming in New York featuring the original cast. Yes, on the heels of MTV's 40th birthday, the newly rebranded Paramount Plus is bringing MTV's The Real World to its March 4th launch, which will reunite the original New York cast in the iconic loft you might remember from way back in 1992. The uh, Real World was actually MTV's longest-running series, going up through 2017. It will be a, quote, multi-episode docu-series with the original Seven Strangers revisiting the shocking moments and explosive issues that transpired during the historic season and discuss how they parallel in today's social climate. After spending decades apart, viewers will reconvene with New York housemates Becky, Andre, Heather, Julie, Norman, Eric, and Kevin to find out how the series transformed their lives since the cameras stopped rolling and to find out once again what happens when they stop being polite and start getting real." Unquote. Multiple seasons are actually available now on CBS All Access, which again will soon be rebranded as Paramount Plus, but uh, this will be fun to uh, reunite. There, there's been a, a, several of those shows like The Fresh Prince and of course Friends is around the corner. It seems these reunion shows are uh, a hot thing to uh, bring the original cast back together and uh, this one I'm, I'm curious about because uh, I did watch The Real World when it first uh, dropped back in 92 and uh, just an interesting concept that of course was uh, groundbreaking in the reality TV show landscape on television. So check that out coming March 4th on Paramount+. Plus. Coming off the heels of Hasbro's recent announcement that Risk will be turned into a TV series, they are also adapting Clue into an animated series. They are developing the series with uh, Hasbro Studio Entertainment One and also Bento Box Entertainment. There's no real details yet on a uh, streaming outlet, but 
This is interesting. Uh, I know a lot of people find the uh, the movie adaptation from 1985 as a kind of a cult classic, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this is adapted into an animated series if it's more towards kids, but uh, or if it, they go more towards the adult side. Since it's uh, essentially a murder mystery, so only time will tell what they have planned for the Clue board game animated series. The 2005 feature film Mr. and Mrs. Smith is getting a reboot over at Amazon as a television series. The new series is set to star Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover with the project date set for 2022 next year. The show is being co-created by Atlanta writer-producer Francesca Sloan. The original film starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as a married couple who are rival spies was actually adapted into a television series itself uh, way back in 2006, but uh, the pilot was never picked up. So here we are 16 years later, and we are going to try another round at Mr. and Mrs. Smith now on Amazon. Well, we've told you over the past couple weeks that the official Ghostbusters channel on YouTube is posting the uh, real Ghostbusters series and the extreme Ghostbusters. Now Hasbro is fighting back and has announced the launch of the official G.I. Joe YouTube channel. So far the channel features the complete seasons of G.I. Joe Renegades and G.I. Joe Sigma 6. Of course the Hasbro channel has been streaming G.I. Joe episodes for uh, a while now, several months dating back to, I believe, uh, around the beginning of COVID, posting uh, all the original miniseries episodes and even some of the Real American Hero episodes. So it sounds like uh, this uh, new channel, some of that G.I. Joe content might migrate over. And we'll see, maybe we'll get G.I. Joe the movie on YouTube. That would be great to see that again up there on YouTube. Uh, it used to be on there, and I remember watching it uh, several, several years ago, but uh, has been taken down since then and uh, hoping that would be part of that YouTube channel coming back. So go check it out now, G.I. Joe on YouTube. The 1997 action film that's going to be getting a sequel thanks to director Adam Wingard, who's helming the Godzilla vs. Kong movie, is Face Off. Wingard's writing partner Simon Barrett took to Twitter and said it will be a direct sequel from the 1997 movie. Uh, no word yet if you might get uh, John Travolta back for that movie, maybe as a cameo or a, a minor role. But yes, uh, Face Off, such a ridiculous and awesome uh, movie at the same time. Uh, I'm actually looking to see what they do with this, if uh, they can actually pull this off again, doing the Face Off thing, switching personalities or roles between two characters. Uh, should be interesting to see how they can uh, actually write a direct sequel to that. But I would assume you would need John Travolta on board. Of course, spoiler, Nicolas Cage uh, gets it at the end of that movie. But yes, we are getting a sequel to Face Off. Word is out this week that New Line Cinema is working on a remake to the 1939 classic musical The Wizard of Oz. Sounds like the uh, upcoming film will be a quote-unquote fresh take on the story and uh, will be uh, quote-unquote drawing on other elements from The Wizard of Oz. Helming the film as director is Nicole Kessel of Watchmen fame. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess this is proof that uh, nothing is sacred and anything can be rebooted, remade, 
spun a sequel off of, you know, The Wizard of Oz is just such a classic film, and uh, it has been done before in live action, animation, so I guess it's not untouchable, but uh, I don't know, we'll see how they make this uh, new Wizard of Oz remake from New Line Cinema. HBO is uh, doing a new documentary based on the life of Tina Turner. It will be directed by Dan Lindsay and TJ Martin, who won an Academy Award for the Undefeated film. It will be produced by Jonathan Chin, who is known for Searching for Sugarman and Whitney. Also, Diane Becker, who produced uh, If I Will Leave Here Tomorrow. It will be an intimate look at Tina Turner's life, narrating how she was able to put her career back on track and become a bona fide superstar after escaping her abusive marriage to Ike Turner. She did write an autobiography back in 1986 titled I, Tina. And of course, there was a 1993 biopic chronicling her life. There'll be several interviews uh, featuring the likes of Angela Bassett, Oprah Winfrey, Kurt Loder, her husband Erwin Bach, and others who played an impactful role on Tina's life. You'll get to see never-before-seen footage, audio tapes, and personal photos. The documentary is set to premiere March 27th at 8 o'clock on HBO. Keeping in the spirit of music, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame unveiled its 16 nominees for its Class of 2021, which includes Tina Turner. Also on the ballad, Kate Bush, Devo, The Go-Go's, Mary J. Blige, New York Dolls, Foo Fighters, Fela Kuti, Rage Against the Machine, Chaka Khan, Jay-Z, Iron Maiden, Carole King, LL Cool J, Todd Rudgren, and Dionne Warwick. The uh, final list of inductees is expected to be announced in May after the Rock Hall's member votes. You can cast your ballot now, giving your top five favorites of that list through April 30th. And of course, the qualifications for nomination is uh, 25 years after their first release. Kate Bush was previously nominated in 2017. Devo was nominated in 2018. And the first-time nominees include the Go-Go's, Foo Fighters, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Carole King, Fela Kuti, and Dionne Warwick. My top five from the list, uh, definitely Tina Turner, LO Cool J. Uh, I'm actually leaning towards the Foo Fighters on this one, even though it's their first nomination. And uh, I guess since I'm such an 80s person at heart, how about the Go-Go's and Devo? We'll put those as my top five. Uh, Leave your top five in the comments this week. We'd like to hear who you think should make Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2021. Over to video games now. Former Nintendo employee and self-proclaimed game master Howard Phillips is launching a tell-all book about the company. A new Kickstarter campaign was launched uh, just this past week for Game Master Classified, an insider's guide to Nintendo's coming of age. Phillips worked for Nintendo of America between 1981 and 91 and became their spokesperson, was widely known for his vast knowledge of NES games. Uh, Supposedly the book will reveal Howard's insights from his time at Nintendo about the Universal City Studios Incorporated versus Nintendo lawsuit over Donkey Kong. The Kickstarter has already been funded and will end on March 11th. Some of the higher tiers include signed copies, and one stretch goal has actually been reached already, adding a top 30 section covering Phillips's favorite Nintendo games. If you were over on the Retro Network this past week and uh, saw my article 
featuring some footage from the 1990 Nintendo World Championships. Phillips was actually in the, some of those videos, so uh, this is a timely story, and uh, this sounds like a fun book for Nintendo fans to acquire who remember Nintendo's heyday back in the late 80s and early 90s. Epic Games has confirmed that Tron is coming to Fortnite. Of course, this is not the first 80s property to hit the popular game with uh, Terminator and The Predator and G.I. Joe that we told about you recently all coming to the game. The end of the line collection will include several players and uh, the light cycle, rideable glider, identity disc, pickaxe, and other items uh, paying homage to the film. Uh, Tron seems kind of random to me to be adding to a, you know, Battle Royale type video game, but, uh, you know, if they're going to go for a retro feel, maybe uh, attract some players uh, in our age group, I'll say, uh, go for it. I, I still have not uh, been motivated enough to get into the Fortnite world, but I know it's a popular game, and if it keeps uh, retro properties in the forefront, then uh, why not? Let's go for it. So, Tron fans, be looking for the end-of-the-line collection on Fortnite. A few headlines in the world of food now. McDonald's has brought back High Sea Orange Lava Burst after a three-year hiatus. They will start rolling out the drink in select locations this week and will be available at participating locations nationwide by June of 2021. You can use mcdfinder.com, punch in your zip code to locate the closest McDonald's offering the high sea orange lava burst. I didn't realize it, but it dates all the way back to 1955 when it first debuted on McDonald's menus. I've always been a fan of high sea. Uh, I've drank it since I was a kid and I'm glad that they are bringing it back to McDonald's. Over in China, there is a new limited edition orange and lychee Oreo cookies in celebration of the Chinese New Year. The uh, flavors have a symbolic meaning for the new year. Oranges are good luck and lychees are family togetherness. This is the first time that either flavor has been with Oreo since 2011 when Oreo had the orange creamsicle cookies. There's also been orange tang Oreos spotted in Dubai and China has an orange and mango Oreo for almost a decade now. China also released a lychee rose cookie back in 2019. You can uh, take a look at some of these pictures over here on the Impulsive Buy, which actually has a review of the cookie. Uh, I'm not a huge orange fan. I, like I said uh, just a few minutes ago, I love high C and the orange flavor is my favorite by far, unless Ecto Cooler is available. But uh, in a cookie, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've never really eaten lychee fruit either, so I don't know how that combination holds up. You can read the review over here on Impulsive Buy and See the pictures here on YouTube and uh, give me your impressions in the comments. And finally in food, here's one of those weird food items that we love to report on. McDonald's in Malaysia has launched a new spicy chicken with apple slices sandwich, which they're offering either one filet or two chicken filets with the sandwich. The uh, limited time sandwich features a crunchy and spicy chicken patty paired with real apple slices black pepper mayo sauce, and lettuce. I don't know. This one sounds kind of interesting. Uh, apples and chicken. I don't know. I, I like a good sweet and spicy flavor, and I love uh, sweet and sour you know, sauce, sweet and sour soup, any kind of stuff like that that mixes those two flavors. So I'm kind of intrigued by this at the level of uh, spiciness you get mixed with that sweet, uh, you know, like crunchy apple flavor. 
this might actually work. I would actually like to try one of these. But uh, you have to be in a McDonald's in Malaysia to uh, get your hands on one of these sandwiches. All right, we are going to wrap things up this week with several headlines in toys and collectibles. Leading off with a new Monopoly game featuring the Care Bears. It's being produced by The Op Games and uh, features, of course, the classic 80s style Care Bears. Very colorful. Of course, all of the properties feature the Care Bears, with Cheer Bear and Grumpy Bear being the boardwalk and uh, park place spaces on the board. And you can find that now over at the website theop.games if you want to pick up a copy. NECA is teasing the latest figure in their Toonie Terrors action figure line, and it appears it will be Jaws. I've seen several from this uh, line in Walmart, and it is fun. It kind of uses uh, more cartoon likenesses of your favorite horror villains, and uh, of course adding Jaws to that would be great. Right now it's just a, a tease from NECA, so not sure when it will be released. But the teaser image featured the classic poster of Jaws and what looks like to be the top of the new figure, Jaws' mouth, ready to swallow the girl swimming at the top of the water, if you remember that poster. So check out the image now. NECA also shared a photo this week of its new Universal Monsters Frankenstein's Monster Ultimate figure. Pre-orders are now live for the 7-inch scale figure based on Boris Karloff as the iconic monster from the 1931 film. It will include three interchangeable portraits, multiple swap-out hands, shackles, and of course daisies. The figure is set to hit shelves between June and July. And like I said, if you want to go ahead and get in on the pre-order now, that is available. More from NECA this week. We got a look at the new Walmart listings for their Defenders of the Earth action figure line. These will also be the 7 inch scale figures. Series 1 includes Flash Gordon, Ming the Merciless, and the Phantom. And these all come in the uh, window box packaging, several interchangeable hands and uh, accessories for each of these. These look really great and very happy that uh, Defenders of the Earth is getting some love for its 35th anniversary. And finally, in Toys and Collectibles this week, here's a few LEGO Ideas project approaching that magic number of 10,000 supporters. First up is the Princess Bride, the Gilder Frontier. This is a thousand piece project that contains three classic duels from the movie and the journey through the fire swamp. Comes with six minifigures and is just over 9,000 now, trying to get to that 10,000 magic number. Next is the Polar Express, which has over 9,700 supporters now. It's a 1,500 piece set that includes eight minifigures, and features the engine, the coal car, and two passenger cars, and removable walls and roofs so you can uh, get those minifigures inside. Most of it looks like it is based around the 2004 movie versus the uh, book itself, but uh, this still looks like a great set and uh, worthy of your backing over on LEGO Ideas. And our last set uh, is sitting at over 9,100 supporters. It is The Office, more specifically the Dunder Mifflin Office. There are several minifigures from the uh, U.S. adaptation of the show and recreates the uh, entire office there from Dunder Mifflin. So those are a few LEGO Ideas projects that are coming to fruition. All right, now it's time for a trip around the Retro Network. Tell you what's hitting the podcast channels and also on the website. Uh, yesterday on the run-in, brought to you by The House Show. 
Maddie and Kevin discussed the debut of New Japan Pro Wrestling on Roku. Was uh, talking to them back and forth about this and uh, also featuring old episodes of Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. So uh, this is definitely on my radar to check out this week and uh, also over there on the Roku channel. Wizards, actually this past Sunday for Valentine's Day, released a bonus episode review on the animated movie Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Make sure you check that out this week if you missed it this weekend. On Thursday, the house show returns for its coverage of WWF Saturday Night's main event. The next episode features Snake vs. Dragon. That's right, Jake the Snake Roberts versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This should be a fun episode. And Friday, Sequel Quest returns for several pitches of Disney film sequels. We told you about this uh, a little ways back and uh, looking forward to this and some of the films that they have not released a sequel for. Uh, maybe some as well, but uh, it's rare to find one that they haven't already had a sequel launched. So looking forward to this episode on Friday. Also some web features on the RetroNetwork.com. Kevin, the Mass Library has your retro pull list for February. All of those comic titles based on retro properties. Make sure you check that out. Karen is taking a look back at her days as a Girl Scout. Make sure you find that feature on the website. Also, Old School Tim is continuing his retro commercials series. This time, looking at Nike Air Max sneaker commercials from the 80s. Oh yes, that should be a fun one. And he also has another article coming out looking at the special license plates in John Hughes films. Interesting. I know nothing about this, so anxious to hear what uh, special license plates that Hughes plugged into all of his films. So uh, those are some web features you can check out on the RetroNetwork.com. Connect with us this week at TRN Social on social media. Mainly Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is where uh, you can connect with the Retro Network. Uh, it's the easiest way to stay connected with all of our podcasts, our written features, and videos that we are posting this week. One video that did hit the channel this week was uh, my review of Coke with Coffee for the As Seen on Recurrent Events series. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by it, and I've actually gone back and picked up that four-pack I was talking about in the review. So yes, uh, very good stuff there. Make sure you check out my review over there on YouTube this week. But uh, that's going to do it for Recurrent Events. If you want to read more on the stories mentioned, be sure to check the podcast notes, or you can find uh, a link over to the notes on the RetroNetwork.com in the YouTube description. Till next time, Jason here, hoping you are staying safe and healthy, and we will meet you right back here next week. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.